Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Forever. Dog. Black Hersey Run's about to be over. Yep. We haven't talked about it much, but... Mm-mm. Hey, man, has Black History Month this month, I mean, this year, been weird? I feel like... I feel like it's been very, a very, very awkward Black History Month. You know this, I mean? for me, this, for me, was the first year where I said, I'm not going to participate. Like, I was like, like, this is my first year of, like, Black History Month should be every month, so, like... Fuck February. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. The shortest month. Yeah. Give me every month. This is the, the year of me being like, yeah, I don't like that as a as a thing. Yeah, it should just be taught like yeah. all, all the time in which, schools and which I just came back from a school in the Bronx last week and it was so cool. I mean, it was a school in the Bronx. But on all the walls they had different uh like black history figures. But it, they weren't like Martin Luther King or Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was a lot of different inventors. It was like Langston Hughes, who who is famous, but I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. would, especially don't talk about him. Uh, and I was like, oh man, this is this is cool. But also, I'm like, this is a very black school. Hmm. Are schools in Beverly Hills talking about Black History Month like this? It's a great question. Like, I don't know. And, and there's just so much Black History. We we, I mean, like. We all only have our own experiences, but like, I feel like <clears throat> we weren't taught that much Black history in public school, mm-hmm. um, and especially not history that had to deal with figures outside of like the most popular civil rights figures. You know, yeah. it was like okay, we learned about you know Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, and <clears throat> maybe a little bit about Malcolm X, though not too much. Uh, but we definitely didn't, you know, learn about like great black inventors or, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> any of that stuff. Like we right. didn't learn about like the, we watched glory, but we didn't actually right. learn about like the, uh, that, the unit in, in, uh, the union army or any of um, like the red tail kind of like yeah. soldiers in world war two or like the, the, the soldiers who fought in like Africa and like world war one and like. There's just all this stuff like we just le- never learn about like black pe- people's history. It just goes from like you were in Africa, uh, y'all were slaves. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Jr. fought for your rights, and mm-hmm. like you're here now. Now you got Obama. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is so interesting because uh, black history is so fascinating because every time I think about it, it's always through the lens of like a white person. Like for instance, we're, you know, Oscar's about to be out. The crazy thing about Green Book is like, oh, this is another story about race, but from a straight white male's perspective of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And even right now, I think uh 
what is it? Uh, Ryan Kluger's producing uh, that movie with um, uh, Lakeith Steinfeld and Daniel Coelho. How do you say his last name? Yeah. The Black Panther movie. Yeah, the Black Panther one. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And it's not even the main, um, what is it called? Not even the main Black Panther group. Is that, how do you say it? Like, you know, chapter. Yeah, chapter. So it's like the Chicago chapter. And I'm like, yeah. They talk about how the. <laughs> Yo, how the FBI went in and killed these dudes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. I mean, there are so many things I've realized recently, like, again, with that, in the 80s, what happened in, was it Philadelphia, when, like, didn't the police, like, bomb a building? I gotta look this thing what? up. It was, like, <laughs> yeah. it was like 1981 yeah. or something like that. Right, and I'm like, that upset. is we're in just, the we 80s. Just started the Sorry, I'm just saying. <laughs> there's just so many things where, <laughs> where I feel like, again, like, when I got to college, people kept pushing a lot of the, the the black ills of the world, like, oh, that was so long ago, so long ago. And I'm yeah. like, I don't think, mm-hmm. it, even if you look at that, like, like, nah. like it yeah. was, was recently, I mean, even when you had it was Hillary like, Clinton and them apologizing for uh, uh, the three strikes rule, which put so many black people in jail, it's like, yo, this is the 90s. Yeah, dog. right. Like, you, just did, you just did that. Yeah. It's just, Camilla Harris just had to talk about it. And it was like, you prosecuted so many black men. And she, Breathed over it. It was like, you prosecuted so many black dudes. Oh, snap. It was like, yo, again. Gerard, this is not a political Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't know why I'm getting into politics. We're talking about black history. I was like, this is I was, a political. I saw John. I look at John. John's like, oh, oh, he's talking about real life. Sorry, sorry. That's, uh, you know, I'm just like, woo, Malcolm X. So, sorry. Wait a minute. No. What? Did you, did you? How did you? Is Malcolm X, did you? What did you just say? I was just like, whoa, Malcolm X. <laughs> yeah, y'all ever treat. This is the first time we're in the same room. So that, that, makes, wow. that makes no sense. Well, upset. before he was just talking about like, no, you I, know, he's like, he was like, oh, it's not that long ago. And I was like, totally, man. I'm like, Malcolm X amount of years. What? what? <laughs> like, how? Like, how? How are you explaining I'm this? I'm over here, Malcolm. X, you know? No. You're just using it for <laughs> you just keep saying the name, uh, trying to emphasize different parts of it. I'm done with this. You know, the Oscars better be Malcolm X. What? <laughs> yeah, just, just start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Jerron Milligan, What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. By any means necessary. Okay. <laughs> also, no offense, I was about to shade you so hard and your voice didn't get deeper. I was like, yeah, why are you being so hard? And your voice, but, <laughs> your voice is still so hot, bitch. And it means <laughs> necessary. Okay. Good job. Uh, All right. For the, <laughs> those of you who are listening to us for the first time, welcome. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Uh, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Draw Milligan. And my name is James the Third. No last name, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know why you're screaming at them. <laughs> Yo, they did nothing wrong. They're so loud in my ear. <laughs> oh, my it's God. So loud. <laughs> all right. Yeah, he has no last name. I'm about to be peeking at all of this episode. <laughs> Yo, also... <laughs> Because he normally goes so low, I was not expecting that loud ass. Uh, 
yeah. this is a <laughs> film review podcast. We review films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race yeah. and diversity Damn right. in Hollywood. Woo! That is what we do. Yeah, why? Okay. You know no one can see you frown, right? Yeah, it don't, don't matter. They, gotta, they can feel it. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, well, feel this frown that's happening right now. Hey, y'all can't see. James got on a drug dealer hoodie right now. <laughs> <laughs> super furry Stop no making my right. Sorry, John. John, I was trying to get his. All right, you're right. You're right. You're right. We okay. are reviewing the 1992 Spike Lee joint Malcolm X, starring Denzel Washington. Woo! This movie is three hours and 22 <laughs> minutes. That's not a joke. This it movie is so long. Is literally three hours and 22 minutes. Should have been 15. Wait, what? Three hours and. She- Oh, three hours and 15 or 15 No, minutes? it should have been 15 hours. 15 hours? Uh, uh, wait, okay. Like, okay. Uh, uh, I'm over, James. Uh, just so you know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this movie. As, wait, what? Well, you know, because Malcolm X is a... Um, Yo, why are people scared of Malcolm X so much? Man, it's not... It's not white people. The controversy is the black people. Oh, what? Well, what would happen? Yeah, it, okay, so basically... Uh, well, there's there's some controversy with white people too, I guess. Uh, that's yeah, I should say that too. Uh, but when this film first started to to get made in earnest, uh, actually, there has a there's a long history with this film Ooh. because the book, the autobiography of Malcolm X, was written, I think, in like, you know, early. It was like '76 or maybe even earlier than that. Uh, and then what's his name? '65. Uh, J- uh, 65 there you go so then this dude got the rights to it in like the early 70s uh, and james baldwin and this other dude who is still credited on the film mm-hmm. james baldwin isn't but uh uh sorry arnold uh arnold pearl or yeah. no writer ri- ri- yeah the writer yeah 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 <clears throat> him they they like started you know alex alex haley wrote the book yeah and then Arnold Pearl and uh, James Baldwin wrote a screenplay for it in like the late seventies, oh. or you know, uh, and or early seventies. And they stopped. They just like couldn't finish it. Uh, James Baldwin like wasn't super into it. Of course, both of these people like passed away before this film was ever made. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think James Baldwin's family or something asked for his name to be removed from the screenplay when Spike Lee rewrote it. Mm. Uh, but this guy still was Arnold Pearl, so it's credited as Spike Lee and Arnold Pearl's screenplay with, like, taken from the books from from Alex Haley and, and Malcolm X also, like, helped write. Um, and then, what's his name? The guy who directed A Soldier Story, something like Jew- Jewison? Mm. Uh, he's a white director, but he was going to direct this movie. He's the one who actually got Denzel to be on it. And oh, then, wow. There was a huge controversy because he was a white uh, director. Spike Lee was one of the people leading that mm-hmm. <laughs> for obviously <laughs> selfish reasons as well. But like, I mean, but also, also, I mean, you know, but they were like Norman Jewis, Jewison. Uh, <clears throat> he was the director. And so he stepped away. He said it wasn't because of the controversy. It was because, hey, you know, I actually just I just couldn't figure out how to like do Malcolm's like personal life, like how to like balance that with like the figure mm-hmm. Malcolm X. Oh, um, and so he stepped away from it uh, and was supportive of Spike Lee. But also when Spike Lee got on a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of like kind of, I guess I, you could characterize them as black Marxists um, mm. were 
didn't want Spike Lee to do it. And Spike was already, he's a, he'd been in feuds with other black artists. And there's one guy, Baraka or something like that. Amiri Baraka. Yeah, Amiri Baraka. He was the one kind of leading the charge against Spike Lee, uh. calling him a middle-class Negro, saying that he was going to mess up <laughs> oh, Malcolm shit. X's uh, legacy. Like Leroy Jones threw shade. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, um, and Spike Lee obviously like fought back. Uh, anyway, but this film finally did get made. Uh, it went over budget. It was supposed to only be like twenty eight million. It went to thirty three million. It like got shut down at some point because it, the studio said it couldn't be over two hours and fifteen minutes. Spike was like, "This movie is three hours and twenty two minutes." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, apparently, he had to get the help of a lot of different uh, kind of black entertainers like Oprah, Cosby, uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan, oh, yeah, some yeah, other yeah. people uh, to help finish the financing of this film uh and then it finally oh, came wow. out and uh famously spike lee was not uh nominated for best director for this film the mm -hmm. film was not nominated mm -hmm. for best uh film what it wasn't nominated for best picture nope no uh the only thing it got nominated for was denzel for best actor and he lost to al pacino for scent of a woman yeah. well he was blind and like trying to no it's about the, like the blind love story yeah this is a, it's just so many yes. crimes being committed. Uh, we, just, we just said and it, best costume. so many crimes. Those are the only two. It was like best costume. Oh, costumes. Best That's, actor. I mean, it, I mean. So Angela Bassett didn't get a nomination. Why do they keep doing this to Angela Bassett? Uh, I mean, they were My doing it. My mom has yeah. never liked Angela Bassett. <laughs> what, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's, we were talking about like Black Panther, and she was like, I've never liked Angela Bassett. <laughs> she said, like, why is why? she so, why is she so weird? What? <laughs> Wait, what? What? Wait, wait, my mom said that, and then I was watching this movie, and Angela's first lines, she's doing all of this stuff with, like, her eyes and her mouth, and I was like, oh, this is what my mom is. Yo, how you Like, there's just so much going on for her under the surface, and you can, like, you can detect all of that on the camera, and I think that, like, that has probably been off-putting to my mom all for years. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, I didn't know that. I remember, I probably talked about some podcasts. Let me know if I did and I won't say it again. I remember being confronted in college and wearing a Malcolm X t shirt. You have talked about it, but please it's, talk no, but about it's just it so now. sad. It's... Like, people were so like, like, people hate him. Like, people think mm -hmm. like he was like out trying to just kill people. I'm like, mm -hmm. nah. His whole thing was, I'm just not going to let you kill me and get away with it. That was the whole <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and at first, at first, and he changed. That's the thing people never talk about. Yo. Towards the end of his life, he became more accepting of allies yeah. and help. And that's I'm, the reason things started switching for the, him. The, the things that's so frustrating about that is, like, all of that is documented. Like, him outwardly every saying every single one of those things. Like, yeah, like, he he's, like, arm yourself, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, right. like, uh, and then and then changing his changing his tune a little bit towards, towards, towards the end of his life, which could have... Been the reason By all means, yeah. been the beginning could have been the beginning of who knows what. Yeah. They were saying that in the late 80s, early 90s, like Malcolm X's profile rose like so much in the black community before the movie came out. Mm -hmm. Um uh and I maybe it was because of rap. Maybe it was because of like just like black people were and maybe because of like Rodney King or things like that, mm -hmm. which this movie starts with the video of. I I think Something happened where black people were like, we're tired of Martin Luther King Jr. like being our image because it's like it got repackaged as like 
a docile like negro of like you know we're accepting and loving and like we're okay with like slow progress or whatever even though that's like not really what martin luther king jr was about but like that's what like it kind of turned into and then people saw malcolm x and there, there was just like they were just like oh we want to embrace malcolm x because it's like he is standing his ground he is uh fighting back he's like not gonna be nice about it you know um and and so it's a, it's an interesting time this early 90s like for this movie to come out um and it got i mean rare reviews like 88 percent around tomatoes yeah it made 48 million dollars which isn't too terrible considering it was in 1992 and it's like a three hour and twenty three movie, man. That's a lot of money for a three and a half hour movie. Like that's kind of yeah. crazy. And it's not an action movie. Either. It's yeah. not like you're watching explosions or shootouts. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, anyway, we have a lot to talk about. So yeah. should we do? Oh, this podcast oh, yeah. about to be twelve hours. Yeah. Long. <laughs> Get ready. Hope you got. <laughs> hope you're in traffic right now. Uh, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. I I uh, when I went to school, I grew up at a school where again, like I was saying, Black History was a very big deal. So um, from kindergarten to fourth grade, we always had Black History Month. It was like every Friday, the fourth graders, who were technically the, the big kids at the school, had to do presentations in character as a Black History figure. So you had to do like, I mean, however many kids were in the class. So you would, if it was a month, four Fridays, you would do, what, five kids? Uh, and I actually did it in third grade because I was so obsessed with Black History. <laughs> so I was, my, I was literally... Malcolm X both years, uh, both years, but I just changed the blazer. So I had like a green blazer one year, a blue blazer. And I think my mom tried to help me like uh, uh, brown my hair or something like that. Right. Uh, because Wait, were you the only person who was Malcolm X? No. Uh, well, my years I was. My Because gotcha. you, couldn't, you couldn't double up. How'd you, um, how'd you, how did you get to claim Malcolm because X? Because this is my thing. I was at one point, um, uh, what was it? Maybe my third grade year. For some reason, Black History became like a big deal to me. I don't know what it was. Langston Hughes, like I became obsessed. But I remember, this is messed up. I remember I openly did not like Martin Luther King. I remember. I remember. Openly I did, didn't. I, I remember I wasn't a fan of it. Not probably now that I'm older, I can be like, yo, I just don't like how he was presented to the world of like people being like, be like this black guy. Because again, if you watch, I tell everybody, if you watch the HBO documentary. And he, when he goes to Chicago thinking everything was going to be different and like really accepted, black folk wasn't liking him. Stokely Carmichael wasn't banging with him anymore. You know what I mean? So his, towards the end of his life, he became a little bit more aggressive. But all I think we talk about is like, oh, to turn the other cheek, Malcolm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So I remember I liked Malcolm X just because Malcolm X was like, again, he wasn't provoking violence. He was just like, if something happens to you, at least how I took it, if something happens to you, Protect he wasn't, a, and he wasn't afraid to use. He wasn't. He didn't want to. He wasn't going to apologize for anything. He wasn't going to apologize for like comments that he said that seemed insensitive. Because he was like, "Are you kidding me? You're trying to make uh, you think I need to be sensitive? Yeah. What's going on in this country? I'm not going to be sensitive." And also, the thing too is like you got to realize this dude came came up in a time where like white people were being lynched in the street and nothing was happening. So yeah, why would he? I mean, who, his father who, was murdered. Yeah, like who are we talking about? Mm-hmm. But. So I remember watching this movie at a young age like with my uh, aunts and them. And uh, I didn't get a lot of what was happening. They, they didn't let me watch the, the beginning half. And I'm, I can't tell if it's because he was doing drugs or because he was with a white woman. I can't tell. Now that I'm in the, I can't tell what, why they didn't let me uh, do it. Probably both. Uh, but I remember liking this movie a lot. And I remember growing up and remembering when he's outside of the hospital. Uh, and he has like like all of his followers there. 
and the cops are like, you need to uh, get these people out of here. And he just like puts his hand up and slightly points his finger and they just march. And the white person yeah, goes, iconic. that's too much power for one man to have. And I was like, yo, I, I remember that. I mean, I like this movie a lot. I do think it's too long. I think the, the, the first, I feel like the first two hours could have been shortened and truncated because it's just like an hour with him before 45, what is it, 50 minutes before he's in prison? Um, I remember it annoying James as he was watching it yesterday. It's, it's like legitimately yeah. an it's like, hour. We don't, we don't, no, we don't he see, doesn't get into prison until an hour into the film. Which is insane. We don't see the glasses, uh, we don't see the glasses go tee him until an hour and 24 because, uh, minutes into the movie. Because I do love the backstory to him, but I also feel like I would have loved to see, I feel like the backstory was so full and so fleshed out that who he became became shorter and I would love to see the juxtaposition of more of Malcolm Malcolm X and then technically Malcolm at home and Malcolm who has to deal with his wife and like who is literally getting death threats because him and Martin Luther King were getting death threats on such a regular basis like what does that do to your psyche mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it's like nah at this point you're not worried about yourself but you got like a family and kids so um yeah I mean I liked it a lot uh uh, uh I used to love this movie so uh I dig it. Also, I will say this. I realized this movie and Black Klansman Spike Lee does something which I think is very, very important is that in both movies, he either opens or ends it with something that happens during the era. So like Rodney King and then in Black Klansman ending it with Charlottesville, it's like, yo, y'all keep thinking this shit is so far away, but no, this is happening now, which I think is very easy with movies like this, which is like a green book where it's like, oh, look how friendly we were back in the day. You know, anyway, but I liked it. I liked it. Nice. After you, Brad. Um. Yeah, I mean, this movie is pretty great. Um, it is. It is way too long. I'll just get that up out up front. Um, <laughs> that first hour, I was like, there were scenes that were there. There were scenes that were awesome, but there were also like scenes that I was just like, like the dancing scene was like a full fifteen minutes. It felt like, and I was just like, we yes. don't need this much dancing. Like I. We get it. He's in a suit suits. He likes dancing. He picks up a white woman. Like, I don't need like a full 10 minutes of this. But um, I did appreciate like the flashbacks and that and that kind of thing. And I did appreciate. Uh, here's the thing that I will say, regardless, which is Denzel Washington. I mean, has there ever been more of a, like a perfect casting for no. like a, no. of, of, of an historical figure? He like. He was able to portray all these different versions of Malcolm, which, I mean, has to be so insanely hard to do. Like, he had him as a teenager just running around, just, like, smiling and just, like, like you know, oh, cool. Like, I like jazz. I like zoot suits. I'm dancing, blah, blah, blah. And then he him as a gangster and like and then him, like, as a more of an experienced gangster and then him in prison and him first learning about uh, Islam and converting to it and then becoming this charismatic speaker and then having to like grow th- go through this whole faith journey where you know he's disillusioned because the person he was looking up to was not the person that he thought he was and it's like there's so many things like we see it all we see the transformation it's so believable it's like it, it's one of the greatest acting performances captured on screen and to think that it wasn't honored properly by the Academy was like, it's like really annoying. I know we shouldn't put that much weight into the Academy, but it was just, it's just one of those things where you're just like, what? Like so crazy. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I do think this movie, I, I think a lot of people love this movie and they probably only 
maybe have seen it once. But (laughs) (laughs) and I do think if this movie was like if Spike cared a little bit more about like the audience, like it just would have been shortened by like 40 minutes easily. Mm -hmm. It it really could have. And like you, you didn't have to lose much. You didn't have to lose. Uh, you didn't even have to lose the the backstory. No, um, but shorten it. <laughs> but it, you could have shortened it a little bit. Um, yeah, and it's just like so much more manageable. Like, it, like a, a two hour and forty minute movie is long, but it's like it's so much more manageable than a three hour and twenty minute movie. Uh, but um, it, man, it's so great though. I mean, like, I I haven't read the autobiography of of Malcolm X. Like, I haven't read the book. Um, but there's so much information that was like pouring through the screen. Um, and I really loved how they showed the complexity of this person and also just the complexity of like black activism in general. It's like mm-hmm. he it's he was led he wasn't led astray. He he was kind of maybe I don't know, duped is the right word, but like he was led to believe that this guy that he was like praising and calling and, and, and worshiping was like not the man that he thought he was. And yet that doesn't erase all of the things that that person helped bring him to, to that point. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So there's just like super interesting journey in there about like who we are, like who we, like what we believe in, what happens when our belief or our foundation is like shaken. Like how, where do we turn? Like, what do we become? Like there's so much human story here mm-hmm. um, that I think is sometimes maybe overlooked by the like politics of it or like the his- history of it. But there's like so much humanity in it. That's that was so interesting that Denzel brought and that Angela brought that I really, really loved. Um, and also a lot of sexism and patriarchy, which was mm-hmm. very interesting um, and maybe not talked about as much as it could have been, but it was definitely in there and Anyway, so yeah, it was, I mean, it's it's a great movie, though. It's like, you forgive it for being that long, because there are other movies that are that long, you know. Yeah, we let it go. We let it go. Yeah, um, when I was a kid, when I, when I saw this movie, I didn't remember it being so long. Like, that was like a surprise to me, that it was um, th- th- over three hours long to return to it. As a kid, th- the things that I remembered were, I remembered the white woman, <laughs> <laughs> and I remembered the riddled with bullets at the end, and they get to, like like the, like those are the two big things that stood out to me. The perm was a thing that stood out to me. You know, like these are just like things that I that I that I that I carry. Oh right, right. The burning of the hair. Did that the burning of the that hair? always stood yeah. out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> d- uh, dipping his head in the toilet. That's mm-hmm. scene and stuff. Like that, like that, like that stuck out to me as 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 a kid, as an adult watching it again. It needs to be three hours and twenty two minutes. If anything, it could be longer. <laughs> it I love it the could am- be longer. I, it could be longer. Here's why: because I agree with what what Jira said about how it actually kind of feels like some of the some of the stuff. Once he is the public figure that he is becomes known to be, there's stuff that feels like we go by it quickly for um, sure. Uh, and it, and only and it only feels like we're being robbed of that because we spent uh, over an hour with him not in that place. But I love I I love that sequence. I I love us getting to know him, seeing him just as like a dude, you know, uh, who who I was telling you guys like I love that he has like a temper that you're like kind of scared of. 
and you don't know what what it's ab- what it's yeah. about. Mm-hmm. And then we get like these flashbacks to his to his parents and 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 how that uh, uh, affected him. And and I I mean like the Bray was like we don't need the full dance scene. The a thing that about Spike that I love that he does is he'll be like this is just black people being black like it's just yeah, like yeah. it's just like just love just loving life yeah, you know? yeah and so we see this full i mean and yes i know it is a long sequence well, <laughs> he does it in black clans he does in black clans here's but also. The, the real thing though is that i'm like cool but you don't need to be in it bro why why we gotta have a full little story with Cause you because it's because that's his boy though honestly i agree with this that's his boy Honestly, right. that was his boy. Honestly, I agree. With okay. Nah, I'm glad he stopped um, acting his films. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, honestly, I agree with. Bray. Okay, that was, was his boy. <laughs> um, you know, and so I love, help me, Mal, help me. I love. That's so funny. Love, <laughs> that's so funny. I really enjoyed getting to see. I really enjoyed getting to see that. Um, uh, and then, yes, 100 percent agree with everything that Bray just said about how complicated it becomes. Um, once he becomes such a powerful figure in the in the civil rights movement, and like and and there's so there's so much going on that I'm like I want to unpack it even more. But but I love that it is as long as it is because I feel like I I do feel like what we get is so important and so it you know for people who haven't read I also haven't read the autobiography of Malcolm X like people who haven't read that people who don't know the nuances like just to just to see this history lesson and watch it unfold and I love the way that like like thinking about like do the right thing and the the thing that Jarrah said about how like they he cuts back and forth between like hey this is something that's going on today kind of deal what I what I really like about Spike is that he, you know, like can do the right thing. He's like, he does the cut to the confessionals, like, mm-hmm, blah, blah, blah. like this is what, this is what's really bubbling under the surface, but that's all his script. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like, these are things that really happened. And then <laughs> under the surface is all of this other shit that also really happened. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's really, I think it's like really effective and really powerful. Um, and so I just, the, the movies, the movie's really great. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, on, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. 
Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, you open Google Chrome on your phone, you're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with. When you're supposed to be working... But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl, though. Sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we, are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast, Smartless, on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road, ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless, on the road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. I got mess I want to talk about. Let's get into it. Well, the f- oh, do we want to talk about this opening scene? The yes. opening scene is the one thing I want to bring speech. up, yeah. which is great, is that this opening, and and this is one thing I did remember at the time. I was like, yo, within the first seven minutes of this movie, you can almost he's giving you the history of the whole black diaspora, like in America. You're hearing about you're hearing about his opening speech is about like, you know, race relations, like slavery, like how African-American women were raped. You hear about, like, uh, Rodney King. Then you hear about his family. You know what I mean? So it's, like, legit personal about how his dad was a preacher and an activist. And literally, the KKK did not care that he had a family in his house, showed up looking for his dad, burnt the house down, and then literally probably murdered his dad before even throwing him in front of a train. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of craziness that... Yeah. This is the first first seven, eight minutes he's giving me all this? Man. Sorry, go ahead. It's like, it's just so crazy. It's like, he packed so much information. It's almost like Spike Lee knew, all right, this movie's going to have a lot of eyes on it. Let me get, like, let me talk for everybody right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I really liked the opening scene, uh, or the opening dialogue, and, like, you see the American flag, which reminded me of Patton. Uh, Yes. And I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it was just, like, just this American flag, and then intercut, we start seeing like the Rodney King uh, beating, you know, that was filmed on tape. Rodney King, and they still uh, got black off. man in L.A. just just being brutally beaten by like a bunch of uh, LAPD officers, um, and and then the flag starts burning uh, while this speech um, is being given by Malcolm X, which is like, yeah, it was like an incredibly powerful way to start a film. 
Um, and and then we kind of like we get to Malcolm. Now they said they were in Boston. Yeah, yeah, he Boston. was in Boston. He was in Boston. Right. It just looked like New York. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they Boston doesn't have a city, but also I whatever. I'm not gonna say anything bad about Boston right now. <laughs> I feel like what? I've seen no because my thing is like I feel like I've been to Boston a couple of times and uh, Boston is def- definitely a northern city but the times I've been there has felt as racially tense as you would think it would be in the south yeah yeah like yeah and I, and it's like there's a lot of bad blood between the Irish and the blacks uh, for historical reasons um, and I think like yeah, it, it, so we're, we see it's like super young face, Denzel, clean, yeah, clean, clean baby. and he's got like the hope in his eyes, like a hope in like vigor, you know. Yo, his <laughs> is it, this is when he go. He the first thing we see him do is get a perm, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta think about yo. Can you think about the concept? Can we talk about that? The concept of having a perm, mm-hmm. like African Americans until what? Five years ago, mm-hmm. they're putting chemicals in their hair. <laughs> five years ago. Well, think about—I mean, maybe less. Like, when did like when did I know? Hair, I mean, some people are still doing it now. Yeah, some people still yeah. Doing it. But it's like you put chemicals that legit will burn your hair off to look straight. To literally I have straight one. hair. Just I did to, one once. You had a perm. Mm-hmm, fifth grade. Are they pictures? There are pictures. I want to see them. It looks insane. Wow. That's Wait, insane. Wh- wh- it looks insane. I Wait, can't why, remember why. Can't remember why I did it. It was like some thing, but it was, but yeah. Because I remember, I remember having a discussion with my uncle recently, who is a is a wealthy man and he's black. But I remember talking about hair and like appearance, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, you can't have braids because braids aren't professional." I was like, "But who, who says that? Like, who says an afro isn't professional? Is it Mm -hmm. because I don't know? Mark can't get an afro, and Mark is balding. (laughs) That's why I can't have dreads. Like, it's think about the concept of how." How deep some of this little shit is. Like, oh, for a woman to be presentable. Like, there was a woman, was it last year, 2018, who had a perm for um, a portion, went on maternity leave, came back, had natural hair, Mm -hmm. and her job was like, yo, you need to fix your hair. And it's like, yo, the fact that her hair just doesn't look like Susie over there, that's a problem? Mm -hmm. It's like, black people were damaging their hair to look white. And and for to start with, I mean, you know, knowing what whatever it is that you may know about Malcolm X going into the movie, it's like, oh, that's right. He, for a long time, permed his hair, you know, like for a long time. We see it right. happen four times in this movie, maybe yeah. five. It's like, and that's in the first hour and, and 20 minutes. Yeah, he's him. doing it in the beginning. He, he wants it to look good. It's a fun scene. Spike is in it. Um he don't need to be, but he's in it. And <laughs> That's going to be the whole thing this whole time. Just shaking his Just him like walking over like, dude, dude. I was like. I mean, that walk part was funny. I was like. Honestly, that part was so funny. What hey, is this? Come on, man. That's how, that's how you walk. That you part was so you, you got on a zoot suit. You know what I'm talking about? You, you swing your hand from side to side. Head. You know what I'm talking about? That's your, you, you put your hand on the brim of your hat. And you, just kinda, you just let it go. You know what I'm talking about? You just, that was oh shot boy, so oh cool. That shot, I'm not going to lie. No, the shot was amazing. The shot was so cool. The shot was amazing. <laughs> yo, that shot was so cool. <laughs> and also, the yo, the, the Denzel I want to see more of in movies is a smiling dance. Like, there's something about, like, an excited, even if it's like, in training day where he's doing messed up stuff but he's still happy it's like an excited Denzel is so I it's don't know it's so funny 
He was smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. And uh, like this is the time in his life where he's just like trying to have a good time. He's trying to forget his kind of family history, the, the pains of his dad and his mom. Uh and uh and so we see, I mean, we we got we have this, you know, dance sequence, which we already ta- talked about the colors and the costumes. I mean, this is why I won mm-hmm. best costume. Like, I mean, the costumes in this were like incredible. Yeah, fantastic. They looked amazing. The suits, like so the the colors are so vibrant, look so good. Uh, you know, they're doing this this dancing, and he's dating this black girl, but she's a church girl. Teresa she's Teresa Randall. She's like a pastor's daughter right? or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know. She's great. And then this white woman just literally comes out of she, nowhere. She like is like floating there, you know, like in the in the sea. You know, there's like an aura around her. Right. <laughs> we see her like twice, and then she like slowly. Yeah. Oh no, she calls him over. She, does. she calls him she over. Does. And the the other thing about this so funny is that you know sometimes like when actors play historical figures, it's like a pretty person playing somebody who's like. Not actually like that pretty in real life, but like mm-hmm. you know whatever. Uh, but Malcolm might actually be prettier than Denzel Washington. Like oh, yeah, Malcolm was a handsome yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was like six foot four, like very you know very handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so it like makes sense. He you know and and the scene that was like so tense but so great was that scene where they're sitting in bed for me was like yeah they're like sitting in bed and he's just like looking at her like what's your story like what what's your angle like why yeah. are you with me when when are you gonna call rape when are you gonna call rape and also man that's so fucking scary i was scared i was scared i have seen it right seen this movie but i was scared the whole time yeah <laughs> like just the whole time he was talking to her i was like this is horrible this could go Horribly wrong. And I was scared right. the whole time they were together until yeah. like, until maybe like deeper into Harlem. Dude, the thing is, like, I'm not, I'm, uh, even when they were together, I was still scared because it wasn't even necessarily like her saying something about him. It's just like someone who sees them. Like, there's a, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a different world where, you know, again, the big case that changed everything was the loving case, but that was a white dude with a black woman, right? Because, oh, we had to figure this out if a white man is in lo- actually in love with a black woman. Uh, uh, but I'm thinking about a ma- yo, I have a friend to this day who isn't white. She's she's Asian, but like appears very white. I remember walking down the street with her, and I remember her being like, "Huh," and just like noticing people like like being like one old lady had like a very um, weird looking was staring at us on the train. I'm like, "Yeah, that shit happens," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and like that's that was last year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine the? F- could you imagine the fear he must have had just walking around? One, you walk around with this white woman in Harlem, dog. When we see that, when he goes back, when when she's like, "I'm here, I'll be waiting for you." We just see them; they're just out. They're just in a the a, the convertible. The top is down. They're just out right. kissing. Like this is very dangerous. Yo, I mean, um, yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> and also, but just also that scene where he's like, he's like, "Kiss my feet," like, uh feed me you know what i mean and he's like testing her yeah um and there's like there's like anger and like hate inside of him f- from his like his experience but there's also attraction and like we don't really i there not knowing where she was coming from made the scene more tense and scary yeah but there was a part of me that was like oh, i do wish we found out like why, why is she with him like what mm-hmm. like other than the fact that he's obviously very attractive and charismatic like you know what 
what's what is her story like where is she coming from like I, it would have been it would have been interesting like to know that uh especially because she like sta- it's not like this one time thing it's like she stays right, she with stayed him, with him um for for quite some time i mean but that's such a i i can't get over that kind of fear because i know sometimes like um people always talk about how like when you get on like a black man gets on he gets a white woman you know and i think it, it it's more one of those things that stems from uh, it, you were never allowed to do it, you know. For some reason, that became right. like a symbol of success. And he uh, says that, like in the yeah, in the voiceover, like you know, a lot. Like that's the oh, it's it's what we can't have, and so you yeah. Know. Which is which is which is which is the thing where like I, I think everyone is shortchanged in that thought. It's like you're shortchanging black women for that thought. Like even black men, like we 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 are like they they will fetishize like a white woman because we're told we can't have like this woman because of whatever racial components, right? And then at that point, you still get hated on by... I mean, we talked about it. You, you get hated on as a black man for dating white women because that's almost so much fear. Like, that was the fear of swimming. That was the fear of, like, integration. Like, that was... It was just, we don't want you taking something that we prize, which also right. is still very misogynistic. It's like right. men pride... We prize. Right. We, pri- we prize. prize women. Which is sad. And that's the thing we, you know, we talk about with the swirl sometimes is, like, being able to be a couple without, like, the race thing being a factor... Yeah. But in this, it's like it's it was it imp- it's impossible for it to not be for yeah, both right. of them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. the societal implications are so strong, mm-hmm. even in the Northeast. Uh, to so so it's like both of them like know like they're doing something that's like somewhat of a rebellion. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And and they're doing it with each other. Like they're both kind of fetishizing each other, which is like weird and interesting and 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 scary and and like off-putting but also there is like something there like there's this energy there mm-hmm. um Man. but uh but then yeah we so he then he like he kind of gets into this gangster life of like selling drugs or mm-hmm. uh yeah at first he's like selling drugs right like he yeah who's the um Delroy Lindo yeah i forgot um, the name of the Gangster or whatever, right. uh, Archie, I think is his name. This is I'm so at right now. Great, I, I, it was, it was this scene when I texted you guys that his temper was so interesting because it's he goes into the he goes into the bar, and the guys there's a guy who's just stepping to him for for no reason, right? Like I mean, mm-hmm. like he right. scuffs his shoes or whatever, right? And he just wants to get by, <laughs> and the guy, but the guy won't let it go, so he takes a bottle and then and. Cr- crashes it over the guy's face. The guy's bleeding and right. then he gets pulled out and then everyone in the bar is like, cool, cool, cool. And they do yeah. like nothing. And it and and we had seen him, I think we had seen him like get upset about something before this. Like he yelled at the cook or what, what have you. And, and and but every single thing seems to be connected to something, you know, like like connected to it. This one is his mom. Like don't talk about my mom. Mm-hmm. Like that. Uh, uh, and, and it's because of that that the, that the, Gangster calls him over, right? You yeah. know, uh, I, it's it's a cool like little seed that like, and it doesn't go away. This this like undercurrent of his temper doesn't go away. Also, so it's like, sure. it's like yeah, like he only gets uh, uh, Archie's attention because he's so violent and seemingly without fear, mm-hmm. right? A black man is just like an animal who's just like, yo, I could use one of those, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And also, I know Denzel's. I know, like Malcolm says this, but does Archie say it to the thing of like the most dangerous person is somebody who doesn't, who isn't afraid of dying? Oh, does he? 
Or does Denzel just say that later? I know Denzel says it. Right. That's actually good. There was a part of me that was like, I was like, oh, shoot, did I meet, like, I was like, oh, did he get that from, like, oh, Archie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe he didn't. Maybe I'm just like. There is that. something that Archie says that he then, that he then adopts later right. in a different capacity, but I don't, I don't remember it's not if that it was that. Right. Uh, but yeah, so, and then he like, he starts getting good at it, right? He starts getting good at this, this job. Uh, Still writing down numbers. He's not supposed to. You know, to yeah, right. Like they're like bookies too, or there's a lot of stuff going. I didn't, I didn't fully comprehend what all the what crime they was. were, what they were doing. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like they were mostly running numbers, and then it get it, it, it when he leaves him is when he starts like breaking into things. But before that, right. it was like running the numbers because he won money, right? He actually yeah, won, yeah. Mm-hmm. and a dude wouldn't give him the money. Mm-hmm. Because it was a lot of money or something, right? Like, isn't he? It was like six hundred dollars. So uh, I, I mean, a lot. Yeah, that's right. Then, yeah, because he won and dude wouldn't give him the money. Oh, so he did actually win. He won, right? I thought well, we never know. We we never know. We never know so uh, much so that when it when it's brought back later, he goes, like, "Did you have Justin, the number?" He's like, "Yeah, Justin, he's I like, don't, I don't know. remember." He's like, "I don't remember." Uh, so we don't know, and, and um, they have they throw in a line where the woman is like, "You did have the number, right?" Like so, it did. She wasn't lying for him. Uh-huh. She just was like, "I believe you." You said he has the number. I believe right. he has the number. So it's like we just never. We know. just never know. <laughs> oh, got you. Got you. Got right. you. Got you. Got you. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but uh, sense. but yeah. So basically, like that. This kind of. Oh, I mean, we also skipped over the scene that he starts doing coke, which yeah, it was coke. It was coke. It was coke. It was coke. Okay. Sure. Um. But then, does at some point he start taking heroin too? Because like that kind of withdrawal, do you get that kind of withdrawal from coke? Uh, I guess I don't so. think so with coke. Yeah, right? no, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what what kind of withdrawal symptoms you get for what. But I don't know. I don't remember seeing him do. We don't see him do heroin. No, but like, uh, but I feel like it was implied that he was like, maybe he maybe it was just coke. Maybe it was, he was just on like coke or crack. Mm-hmm. Maybe but if, it, if you start taking we, crack, then we start. We see Teresa with. A user who's very strung out, right? And I think like it's that sort of weird dynamic of like you see this person that yes. as much as her future is going down, the, the that's that could be you. That could yeah. be you. I mean, there's also a diff- a, a very interesting thing to Malcolm, um, and this is what Bray just touched on of like um, a person who's not a very scary thing is a person who's not afraid to die. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm thinking about certain instances in this movie, and even when it comes to like anybody who speaks out against any wrongdoing, right? Like. You are now putting your livelihood on line on the line for other people. Like Martin Luther King did it, knew it. Um, Maker Evers did it, knew it. And when Malcolm X became Malcolm X, he did it. But then I'm thinking about this movie, and they kind of show that he already was willing to die if needed to be done. Because I think next is like that Russian roulette game, right? Yeah. Right. And I'm like, if you're playing Russian roulette, that means you're. I mean, you're risking it all, baby. It's like that scene. <laughs> It's so uh, frightening to watch. So, and I, and it's like, so I'm like trying, like, basically what Spike is kind of proposing is that, because uh, the thing that we're not talking about is like, and I don't, I, I just don't remember exactly when these scenes come into play, mm-hmm. but interspliced through all of this is like flashbacks to his childhood. It's like, mm-hmm. we see the flashback of his, like, of uh, their house getting set on fire uh, by the KKK and the dad like coming out with a gun and just being like, I'm a man and like shooting at the KKK. But like, and they're like, 
and the wife says, why didn't you kill them? You're a better shot than that. And he said, I just wanted to scare them away. They'll not, they'll, they, they won't come back. Of course, we also have already seen like mm-hmm. images of him like getting run over by this train mm-hmm. car or whatever. So we know that they do come back and they kill him. Eventually, we see like uh, the white woman social worker coming in and like trying to take the kids away and putting the mom in a mental hospital, which she eventually does go to. Uh, and the kids get taken away. We don't ever really learn about him and his siblings. Yeah, it just seems like he got broken up from them and mm-hmm. like is like a loner. Um, but we do see him and like he gets put into some foster care and like so he's in this school where he's the only black kid and he's learning. Yo, when and he's when the smartest the, kid in when the, the school. Teacher is telling him to do what you're good at. Do what you're gonna get as a yeah. job. I I. As much as no one has ever said exactly that to me, I felt like I identified with that so hard. Like, just, yeah. like, that's not going to be, you can't do that. Oh, a like, teacher literally said that to me. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Literally said, do so, like, I said I wanted to be an actor. And I remember she was like, do something reasonable. Like, do something you can actually do. Not that. And I, re- and I remember specifically that another girl in my class uh, who I who's a great person, but she's white, mm-hmm. and she was like, everybody knew her because she was like good at sports, like she was like a little bit of a tomboy, um, uh, and she, for whatever reason, said she wanted to be an actress, and my teacher was like, oh, I could totally see you as an actress. <laughs> Gross. Same class. Gross. <laughs> Uh, Steve Harvey's elementary school teacher said that to him, like he can't be he can't be on TV, and now every year for Christmas he sends her a TV. Really? Yes. That's hilarious. That's so petty. I mean, I remember having people he, in. He really he sends her a TV every yeah. year. Yeah. Honestly, good for him. I mean, but it's like people do that to you too, though. Because you got to think about it, that's too. That's beyond petty. I know. Right? He sends her a TV. I hope yeah. it's a small crappy one. <laughs> I hope it's just a small one that just piles up, just like Yo, a big butt but TV. But I do kind of want to do something petty like that. Like, just yeah. like a like be in a movie and like sign my autograph and like send it to these people who are like, <laughs> yeah. you'll never do this. But you got to think about that stuff affects kids because you, I mean, of you course. hear it all the time when you, when you volunteer. I've heard people say that to kids like, Yo, just get the steady job. I remember I had family members and even friends who were so nice to me. This is my thing. People act like you don't forget shit. I have family members to this day was like, yo, just get you a government job, man. That other stuff, like, that's like, I, I remember them. Uh, I remember them. And uh, I'm like, those are the same people who are like, yo, don't forget me. Don't yes, forget uh, me when you get big. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I was thinking about this the other day when people are like, don't forget me. And I'm like, first of all, I know you now. <laughs> uh, why, are you acting like, why are you acting like we good we friends? Don't forget you. You don't ask me about how my day was. But yeah, that stuff is so weird. But also I think I think there's a there's a thought of uh, this is the best way I can put it. I think there's a thought, and I brought this up on this podcast. When when I compare myself or us to like some of our uh white contemporaries, it's like, yo, I've had friends who have done far less, far, far less. But the assumption is that they can get the job done, mm-hmm. right? And it's and it's different when they get to have the benefit of doubt, like, oh, this person could kind of figure it out. Whereas, like, we have to prove that we are even worthy to get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had friends who, no shade, love them, were production assistants. 
but had their opportunity to direct for other networks. Whatever, I said the name. Had to direct for like Comedy Central oh, and shit. shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Shade. What, what, resume, <laughs> what resume did y'all see to let this happen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is being factual. Mm -hmm. Like, what resume did you see? Because it's not the same. And then also, like, to 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 another capacity, like... The, I'm down, I'm down, I'm throwing out names nowadays. I don't care about people anymore. <laughs> I was like, yo, because I think you ain't going to be respectful. It's like, what did you... My thing is, what did you... What do you see? Do you assume as a black person? Like I've seen like one of our friends, like who I know is talented. I've seen her direct stuff with me in it. And I'm like, I've seen her shadow people who I know her resume is longer than. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what, what is it besides a skin color that lets this person be more qualified than her? Yeah. Cause I know her resume and I know his cause I know them both personally. And I know she has hired this dude to assist her multiple times. And now she is shadowing this nigga mm -hmm. shadowing him. Right. Come on. And dog. to the same like to the same extent that like that like we're always told like, you know, where's your where is your black thing? And then also at the same time, the black thing isn't gonna work like or that no. you've written whatever it is that we've written like in the same yeah. way that we get boxed in that way, it's the same thing. You be a carpenter. Like that's what black people do. Be mm -hmm. a carpenter, you know. Write about fried chicken. That's what black yeah. people do. Like, like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then because of that, it's stunting, it's stunting the growth. It's, it's deliberately saying like, you can't be a part of the community you want to be a part of. And it's so, it's so frustrating and it's clearly fear. And, and, and what's so great about the kid in that scene is he's like, so like, I get the best, I get the best grades out of all of y'all. I'm class president. Like his anger is mm -hmm. clearly there. The distance between them in this in this scene, he's all the way in the back of that yeah. of the thing, and the, the the and sitting and his head's down, and the teacher standing up and looking very condescending. It's just like, yes, that's show that, show that. Let people you always see that. living in a world where you're trying to prove yourself. And I just think about like women of color. It's like as a as a black dude, I I completely understand now. This taking me very long time. <laughs> I must have been to understand that even though I'm black, I still have the benefit of being a man. You know what I mean? And I and I get that that's the thing. But I think about my little cousins and I'm talking to them and I'm like, yo, you're a black girl. So like you got it two times worse than me. One, because you're still black and you're a woman. So like now, now not only do you have the world at large being like, yo, you're a person of color, but now you got at least black men being like, hey, yo, stay in your place. So I'm like, so I'm trying, like, I'd be trying to talk to her to like tell her, yo, honestly, I'd be like, yo, fuck everybody. You know what I mean? Like it like even me, it's like, even if it's some black dude you think is supposed to support you and he ain't. Fuck him too, you know what I mean? Like, it, but it's weird because you always got to prove. Oh, it's such a very difficult thing to think about. Where even if you think about a movie like this, where Malcolm X was born in what, uh, like nineteen forty something? No, twenty. Twenty? Uh, yeah, because he was. But the fact that this kid went through school with the same, some of the same issues, twenty five, yeah, twenty five, some yeah, of the same issues we go through today. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, like really we haven't wild. we we've progressed, but we haven't progressed like. Mentally, like I feel like we're still dealing with some of the same issues as that before. People were trying to about to vote and sell the right, bus. Well, because now it's it, like mentality, right? And it was all. And the thing is, is that the mentality stuff was huge, always huge. But it's like the there are more obvious things that people were fighting for. But the thing is that I think Malcolm X. I think one of the reasons he resonates so strongly today uh, with a lot of African Americans is that he was attacking the mentality stuff. Like, he was never about... He wasn't fighting for the law to be changed. Mm -mm. He was never fighting for the yeah. stuff that... Mal like, Martin Luther King like, and, and those civil rights activists 
we're very particular. And it, and again, we, I feel like we've talked about this before, but like personally, it's like you needed to have both. You needed to have all. You needed to have the diaspora mm-hmm. of the different activists to work together to to change all of these things. But like Dr. King and and the uh, you know the what they were doing, the SPLC, right? Mm-hmm. They were they were like. They were like, systematically, we are going to take out this law and this law and this law. So we're going to get rid of segregation in restaurants. We're going to get rid of segregation in buses. We're going to get rid of, mm-hmm. you know, the water. Fa- and we're going to, you know, change the Voting Rights Act. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like, we want these laws to be changed on the books so that by law, we have the right to do blah, 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 blah. And Malcolm X was like, I mean, the Nation of Islam and Malcolm X, were they were just like, no. That that has he was like that you're just trying to you're trying to like fix symptoms. The problem is much deeper. It's a mentality problem. You know, we we have been taught from day one that black is bad and white is good. And like that scene in the jail, I mean we're like skipping ahead a little bit, but like no, but still no, but that scene in the jail when they're like looking at like the definition of like black in the dictionary and white in the dictionary, it's like so compelling because he's Mm -hmm. just like He's like, what, what, wait, what is this? Like black is like degenerate and like, like evil and like untrustworthy and you know, all these things. And then you see white and it's like pure, innocent, like angelic, like all these different Bruh. things. And he's just like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bruh, last week, <laughs> last week. Okay. I was drunk. All right. I'm gonna be real. Last week I was drunk with my girlfriend. I was like, yo, I want some cake. Lily, you follow me on Instagram, you've seen it. I was like, I just want some cake. Uh-oh. She's like, black, man, black man don't have a cake. This she was can't like, be good. We went to the grocery store. She's like, yo, we'll find some cake. We'll make some cake. Like, I'm wasted. And like, we're looking in the cake. I was like, yeah, I just want some yellow cake and some um, vanilla ice, some vanilla, <laughs> some confetti icing, right? And we go, we're looking for the cake. And all of a sudden, you ever have one of those moments where like you're drunk, but you sober up? I'm like, I'm looking at the cake, cake and I see fucking devil's food cake. And I'm like, the what the devil, hell is this? Devil's food cake is, is choc- dark. Dark chocolate. It's and dark, the it's... angel cake is white. Bruh, the thing is, I don't, I don't know if I ever realized, like, yo, why the fuck? And the, thing is, <laughs> the thing is, it's so crazy because it's not just chocolate, dog. What a drunk, like, It's not epiphany. just chocolate. It's like, it's darker than normal chocolate. <laughs> it is. I'm, de- I'm dog. I'm dead ass. I'm not even joking. Like, I, I was, listen, I might have been joking, but I was, I was sober enough you to realize like, what was happening. wait a minute. Nah, man. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate cake is darker than, like, the, it's no, like. It's, no, man. Motherfucking devil's food cake is so dark. And I was like, yo, let me get the angel food cake. Seen, like, <laughs> let me get angel's food cake. I got the angel's food and I put it next to the vanilla cake. Angel food was fucking pale as shit. I was like, yo, what is this? What the fuck is this? We've been selling this shit to kids since they was young? Fucking devil's food cake? I don't think there's a light Nigga, it is, dog. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. At one point, I'm in a grocery store with like six boxes of cake. Like all lined up. Like, dog, this chocolate is... Let me tell you so crazy. Okay. This is how I know it's crazy. All right. So they had, they had chocolate. They had like some fucking... Bavarian deep dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. They had devil's food cake. Then they had the yellow. They had vanilla cake. They had coconut cake. And they had angel food cake. All right. In all six scenarios, devil's chocolate <laughs> was darker than the other chocolates. And angel food was lighter than the other ones. Because angel food looked mm-hmm. white. Both was, ends of the spectrum. Dark. And okay. And I'm like, what are we? You want to fuck up my cake, yeah. dog? 
Yeah. <laughs> and this scene, this scene was another was another it. one of the scenes that I have been holding on to <laughs> since since I saw the movie was like him looking at the two different things. But the thing I didn't remember, and I don't know why this was so compelling this time. Maybe it's just Denzel is just such a great actor. But I didn't remember how actually taken aback he was once he started to read what the description of white was. Because like mm. when he's reading black, he's just like, yeah, yeah, okay, so uh, so what? Let's look at the let's look at the white, and then and then when he gets to like the first the, the first one is something like um uh you know of, be, of being pure no yeah. well like oh, but yeah, after, uh, he reads pure but then he reads something that's like innocent void innocent, of, innocent innocent void of darkness and void he's of, like uh, and he and he go and then he gets surprised he's like wait what like he like it like really bothers right. him and that I thought that moment was was really powerful yeah. it's so powerful and. Uh, Albert Hall, I mean, <laughs> got chills, man. Yeah. Albert Hall, like, also deserving of a, oh, yeah. a nomination at mm-hmm. the very least. The scene between the two of them, the first scene where he's just like, you know, look at you, like you're trying to be white, like you, <laughs> you know, and and he's like, you're, you know, and then he's like talking about the Muslim tenements, and it's like, you know, you're sleeping with their women, you're eating their pork, and he's like, mm-hmm. pork, like. <laughs> He's like, he's like, it's the filthiest animal. It's like between the cross between like a squirrel and a rat. And you're just like, oh, God. Yo. Honestly, when he was talking about pork, I was like, oh, damn, I need to stop eating pork. <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, no, it's good. No, but, man. But, it, no, but, but, yeah, like uh, but like, I mean, this scene is so great. Uh, and he, and the, the transformation, I mean, it's so compelling. It's mm-hmm. so compelling yeah. to see the transformation, to see Denzel at first be like, man, get out of here with your bull crap. Like, I don't need the God. Mm-hmm. I don't need your, your you know. Still kind of using his his slang, you know. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then trying to befriend him. He's like, all right, what's your angle, bro? Like, yeah, you know, what's yeah. that, you know? And then he's like, stop trying to con me. Like, this is God, like, mm-hmm. talk, talking to you. And, uh, and then him, like, slowly kind of, like, being like, and he's, you got something there. There's something to this. And he starts to learn about it, whatever. And then, like, to see go from that to the scene with the chaplain. Woo! Yeah, yeah. That scene with the yeah. chaplain? Yeah. I mean, nothing delights me more than to see somebody, like, who's, like, supposed to be, like, who's, like, a Christian who's, like, using the word of God doesn't know enough about the Bible <laughs> to take on somebody who's like, he's literally at one point, he's like, oh, I see devil has come to like tempt me. And he's like, oh, he's like, he was like, oh, really? I don't think either of us are knowledgeable enough to call each other God. So the other one can't really be the devil. <laughs> so good. And then, and then he's just like, he was like, he's like, what's with the picture? Why is it why Like, what weren't the... He's like, what color were the, uh, you know, ancient Hebrews? He's like, well, hey, we can't be for certain. Really? Because your Bible says that, like, <laughs> the, 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 his, his, like, hair was, like, as dark as this or whatever. And, like, his skin complexion was that of that. And he was like, revelation. He, like, quotes the scripture. And the, the actor's like, everyone knows Jesus was <laughs> white. Everyone knows, everyone Jesus knows was God white. is white. <laughs> Yo, what? Does anybody remember? I mean, this is not the same, but I remember I used to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I do watch Fox News. I'm fascinated by it. But I remember like you when Megyn Kelly. It's probably good shit. But I was like, I was watching like years ago when Megyn Kelly was on there, and she had this thing about um, how malls were diversifying Santa Claus. So Santa Claus was like, depending on where you live, you could be Asian or he could be like. I think right. the reason the like story it was a hit. bad thing. What yeah, so I, I remember. I remember a story hit, and there was a black Santa somewhere. It was like, but not in a black area. Right. So it was like, oh no. Yeah. So it was like, 
this black Santa was in a white area. And I remember the whole thing was like Santa was white. And I'm like, yo, first off, Santa ain't real. Yes, what is happening? Like, like spoiler alert, Santa's not real. But you have, you literally have a segment on your show explaining on why your news program on your news program about why Santa is not black. Ah. Uh. Man, why? This is my thing, man. It's it's not funny. I know it's it, not it, funny. But when you think about how much people hate you, it's for no reason because it's so it's ridiculous. Like, on, it's so illogical. It's it makes no <laughs> sense. Like, and the thing is, if somebody were truly believing in the tenements of like Christ, for example, mm-hmm. they wouldn't care at all. You know what I mean? But. Because it's it's like such an it, it makes it so apparent and so obvious that they are using this religion to yeah. further propagate white supremacy and perpetuate these images of like a blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus uh, to make God in their own into their own image. Man. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Just it's so crazy. While while we're on this, this is. Very much fast forwarding, but I love that Malcolm ultimately uh, goes on a pilgrimage to Mecca, oh, yeah. and then and and then all the... is with with everyone, right. has fellowship with everyone of different colors, mm-hmm. and and then he comes back and he's like, and he's like, he writes letters like, can you believe this? But I've shared, I've drank from a cup with from someone who did not look like, and and it's yeah. beautiful, and we it's beautiful that the he same God has and, that yeah. understanding of like that where that where all this we all are fighting for the same thing and believe the same thing. And I, and I, and, and I have come to understand the religion from within my circumstances. Right. But now that I, but now I see a larger picture. I just thought that was so, that was so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I mean, like I think about it now, the image that I have now thinking about people and like religion and faith and all that stuff is like, uh, uh, it's like light. It's like when when you diffract, is that the right word? Light, and it like goes into the different colors, mm-hmm. you know, the rainbow. Each one of those colors is unique and separate, but none of them are the true color. You know what I yeah. mean? None of them are the thing. It's not like this. It's not like red is more true than blue, is more true than yellow. You know what I mean? Mm. All of those colors exist, but they, and they, and the, you can see them separately. But in reality, they're all a part of the same light, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. Um, which is like and when he I mean, God, those shots. I'm so glad he there. They didn't want to go to Mecca because it was obviously super expensive to yeah. go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, But I'm so glad they actually went there and shot yeah. it there because it was like so beautiful. Like yeah. the shot of like all of them in white, like walking in like a line and like yeah. whatever that desert was. Or, it was like one of the most gorgeous, like, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just like, you know, he's really kind of coming full circle. And yet when he comes back, it's still, he's still like all the, it's like the only thing he was really taking back was that white people were inherently evil. Right. Like, he was yeah. like, I don't generally believe that like white people are inherently evil now, but all the things that you're doing are wrong. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to take any of that stuff back. Yeah, yeah. And, then, like, I, and then it's like, yeah, like it's it's not like he went and was like every the world's perfect. Like, yeah, great. Yeah. He he he's he's always been a very realistic person with a with a great head on his shoulders, 
and that and just having that experience, I think, just made him an even better person. You know, like 100%. A, you know, that amazing. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because I think about like, uh, again, man, I get so frustrated because when it comes to these black figures. I feel like they're always presented very one-dimensional. Like Martin Luther King again was the one who was like love, peace, whereas like Malcolm X was the one who hated. That was all everybody. I knew. That was all I knew for so long. Yeah. It's like it just hated, and it's the fact that I, I always say, but it's like man, it's a hammers and like John just mentioned, it's like yo, my man was not all about I hate white people towards the end of his life, which again caused a lot of friction, which many people believe is why he was assassinated. Like he started preaching things that everybody was like, whoa, 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 bro, this is not why yeah. we started to follow you. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the fact, and this is the thing, I, it's beautiful to see the fact that a person wow. could go in with one train of thought, have followers say, yo, like, basically screw white people at one point. Go have a change of thought and be like, yo, we have to be accepting of everybody to achieve this greater goal. It's so interesting that, like, this man can say that. But when I live in, like, 2019, I can watch a Fox News thing or I can, like, listen to our president speak. And, like, you can't do this simple task, which is just open your mind to all people are Literally equal. It's so dumb, and it sounds so well. And they don't. Uh, I, I and and the reality is, those people don't believe in that. They believe in a world. Their actual world vision is of one where one group has to be on top. They don't. They don't believe in equality. They don't believe in. Uh, they 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 do believe that like one group is going to be superior than the other group and it's like always going to be a fight for power they might not think that the groups are inherently superior but they will fight for their group's superiority you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i like it's like you don't need to be that's why it's so funny like the alt-right like (laughs) they'll be like we don't we're not white supremacists we're white nationalists we just think that we need to you know we just need to be separate and like we'll have our own thing here our own thing there but it's like, well, no, that's not how the world works. You can't just separate people out, first of all, mm-hmm. because race doesn't even exist like that. But also mm-hmm. because we're in commun- where we live on the same globe and share the same resources. We need to be in communion with each other. And when we're not, we're fighting with each other. You know, it's just that's how it's going to be. So I think the what to so we, we have like basically the rise of Malcolm. We could talk about that now. Right. Like yeah, yeah. he gets out of prison. Uh, after spending like about six years in prison and converting to to Islam uh, to the nation of uh, 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 of Islam, and he he like immediately starts rising in their ranks because he's just such a di- dynamic speaker. He's so charismatic. He's so moving, and we hear so many of his speeches, which is great. Like I I I am uh, assuming that. He was taking a lot of like real speeches and putting yeah, them in. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, and Denzel is like nailing Ooh. all of them. You know, he's Yo, like they're you... in Harlem, like on the you know oh. we got the little Al Sharpton uh, cameo. You know where they're all preaching and like and wait, there are some choice things. What is he? He like. <laughs> This is what I love because there's also a part of me and my faith journey like in this where like the people are coming out of church and he's like, he's like, he's like, did you get to heaven yet? You, you know, heaven is the here and now. He's like, he's like, I know yeah. you're trying to wait for the later. It's a here and now, right here, right now on this. Earth. He's like talking to the, you know, the people who are yeah. coming out of church. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah I, mean, it, I mean, could you imagine that part though? Like to play a part like that. But also this is my thing. I guess we get there eventually, but 
the fact that my man did not win to a sense of woman, <laughs> which again I've seen, and it's cute. It's cute, but also there's this theory about like the Oscars where scent of a woman. Come on, like I mean, listen, I, I, okay, I'm trying to give Ben a bit of doubt because I, you know, but right, there's this thing that. about the Oscars that people always say if you're a, a black actor and you play a part that is not docile, like uh, beaten down, if it's empowering of some sort, you will never win. Uh, you 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 might get nominated, but you will not win. And again, we haven't we haven't had that many African Americans win Oscars. But when you look at the lineage of who has won for what role, I mean, I mean, well, I man. guess like I guess like yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, <laughs> could you say Viola Davis and Fences? But she was supporting. But uh, what is my thing about that? Like I, I'm I'm gonna I'm bring it up every time. No disrespect to Viola Davis. We all know she's queen. That woman should not have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. No, I know. That woman should have. And, and to me, but to me, about that bullshit is, is that when I think about that, it's like, what do you want? What does it take for a person of color to make a movie that is seen as Oscar-worthy truly, right? For instance, Malcolm X did everything right. I mean, even I'm thinking about, like, let's think about what's nominated this year. Black Klansman. And I'm looking at Black Klansman. Black Klansman, as a whole... To me, is best picture. Now, to me, right. if that movie loses against Driving Miss Daisy, uh, <laughs> like, I will book? be pissed. Yeah, I will be pissed. Because think about it. This movie's actually saying something different than what we ever seen before. Whereas Driving, Driving Miss Daisy, Daisy won, right? It beat fucking Spike Lee last time. Okay. It's the movie that beat him last time. Okay. It was fucking Morgan Freeman driving around this old ass white lady. Wait, really? It beat him last Driving Miss Daisy beat, do the right thing? beat Do the Right Thing. Driving fucking Miss Daisy. Real quick. Listen to the and name. And Do the Right Thing wasn't even nominated quick. for Best Picture, was it? Real quick, I, no, yeah. I think it was. So let me double oh. check. Let me double check. But Spike wasn't nominated for Best Director. Go fuck ahead, Fuck the Oscars. Okay, yeah. I know you... Yeah. Just, just, just fuck the Oscars, like... Fuck y'all, man. Just like, uh, <clears throat> Academy, just so you know that I don't I don't endorse this. I endorse this one million percent. James and does. I will and if it Uh-oh, oh my, if I am ever closed, if huh? I am ever leading any kind of <laughs> Oscar Beatty, indie, whatever the fuck, I will outwardly scream into the heavens from atop the Hollywood <laughs> sign, motherfuck the Academy. Hey. <laughs> I, hey, I just want everyone just to remember say, this moment. Just, uh, no, oh, oh, he, his this eyes are closed been, still. This bullshit <laughs> okay. has John, been going on since the beginning. What year is it? What number is it this year? 91? Yeah, 90 something. Fuck the Oscars. Okay, yeah, everyone remember this moment as you James know, will star yeah, in 2021. Yeah, uh, you know, there's some problems, <laughs> but like, if you need a, if you want to nominate for me for Academy. <laughs> I mean, I mean listen, 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 no. I'm just I, saying it's okay. Yo, don't I, I, waste the money. No, don't no, waste I, the money. No, you can waste the money. Give the no, money to no, me. No, you can go we, ahead and spend I'll it on that campaign. If you want. <laughs> we, no, get, I, I'll we, put we, it in my pocket. James says this <laughs> until he's starring in uh, The Scent of a Negro. Is him driving Scent out. Scent of a Negro? Is <laughs> him driving Al Pacino around. And it's like, hey man, you ever heard you ever heard of R and B? I'm saying they casting. Like, I'm saying are they casting? I'm saying I'm saying are they casting it's that like, though? It's just, I'm it's just, just saying the Academy has I'm made a couple saying, of steps yo, in the, you know yo, recently. Wait, you I know, got they, it. they got more not you know. No, members, John, I you got know. it. I got it. This okay. is the movie right here. This is the movie, okay? James is an Uber driver down on his luck, right? He's like, man, he don't want to be driving these Ubers, but he picks up one client, right? It's Al Pacino. Al Pacino is blind, right? Al Pacino <laughs> oh is blind. No. All right, next thing you know, Al Pacino like hops in the Uber and he's like, hey man, can you take me to like see my daughter like she's dying? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, James right now is in like LA. 
but the daughter is in Mississippi. And he's like, hey yeah. man, the Ubers don't go that far. And he holds up a picture and he's like, yo, this is my, this is my daughter. I gotta get to her before I, before I pass this? away. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they, these, these two unlikely friends go on a road trip. I'm very upset. All right? <laughs> Whereas he doesn't un understand the plight of a modern day black man. Because mm -hmm. he's like, things got bad. And you're like, no, man, Barack Obama technically was good, but started this chain of events. And now the blind, the blind uh, Al Pacino is now realizing, oh, man, even though I can't see, I see what is happening with you, my <laughs> brother, and scent of a Negro. Come on, wow. baby. 2021. Wow. Guys, we joke, but someone would write a movie like yeah, that. someone would write we a joke, movie. We joke, but... Somebody's writing that uh, right now. Yo, before we get to the part, I just want to get to like when they show how powerful. Yes, John, you knew exactly what I was talking about. When they show how when he when Malcolm X gets to the height of his power, the police department. Who who was they were outside I of a, a hospital? What what yeah. what happened in this moment? Uh, so so this was great. So some well it wasn't great, but what how it happened was some dude uh, wasn't responding to the police, quote unquote, fast enough. They beat him. They beat him and took him to 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 the to the to jail. And um, and then the, the the citizens were like, um, "You always talk a big game. Y'all always talking a good game, but y'all not doing nothing." nothing. <laughs> and which is, which is a great thing, by point. the way, because like point. they and like this is the only moment in the movie where they actually deal with it. But there is a point to it that's like there are some people who are like the the only thing about the. <laughs> I'm just trying to say this in a way that's not going to get me in trouble. <laughs> the, there, there is valid criticism against people like Malcolm X who were talking a lot, but they weren't actually doing any actionable things, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, and not saying that they weren't helping communities and stuff like that. But it's like that was the whole Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. That their whole thing was like, we are going to actually make different laws change, you know? Mm -hmm. And you guys are talking about mentality. You could talk about that all day long, but unless you actually do something, nothing is changing, mm -hmm. you know? Which isn't, which isn't, it's not completely fair, but like that was, I liked that moment of like, what y'all gonna do about yeah. this though? Yeah. Like this is a real thing. This is your brother. Right now. And then he just immediately <laughs> goes to the, he goes immediately to the goes to police with, everyone goes. Amazing. <laughs> everyone goes. Yo, the fact that he was like, you right, let's go. Yep. He's like, look, no, my favorite is look outside the window and he's looking and just they like, all look up at that exact moment. Yo. How did they do that? Yo. How did yo. they how did they know that moment? And he's just like <laughs> Yo, come and look at this. Yo, but for real, for real, for real, for real, this is one thing I want to hop on. Just, just check the book. Oh, could here you, he is. Sorry. Could you imagine how scary that must be though? I mean, like, terrifying. Could you, could you I imagine mean, if you're for all of them. If you're yeah. A uniform like frightened. I'm I mean that that's the thing. I've been that's the. Re that's I mean, the they were, were all ready to. They were all ready to fight for sure. They were all ready to go to war. But goodness, that's scary. Could you yeah. imagine that? I mean, that was the biggest fear. It's like, yo, we can't teach them how to read. We can't teach them how to write. Like, we don't want them to like rebel against us. And to see educated, willing to go for it, mm -hmm. black folk just waiting, and just the, waiting. And dude. the way, and the you know, we we already talked about the hand gesture, but the way everything else had happened up until that point, there was. No communication. He would just move, and, they and then people moving. would move with him. And that was like that was wild to see. Um, and then all it took was right. the hand to get every everyone to disperse. Such strong leadership. It really makes me crave that kind of leadership today. See, see when I think about that. <laughs> see, it's so funny. Braylock, I think about it all the time. But the thing is, you have to have someone who is look for all his faults, right? Uh, Colin Kaepernick, I think about him a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like this man in particular did something that I don't think a lot of people would do. 
which is he sacrificed a career. That's true. Which is hard. You're looking for somebody nowadays to sacrifice their life. Like we had um, humble brag. I got to meet Alexander um, uh, uh, Cortez recently, and what a lot of people don't know, or maybe some people do know, is that she's been getting a huge number of death threats. I'm talking yeah. about like, like. Right I mean, now. yeah, it's like I didn't know that, but then for you to say it, it's like, oh it's, yeah, of but, course. Like, but but, right. it, but it's something that is 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 people haven't seen the likes of this level of death threats since civil rights movement, whereas like people are openly being like, yo. I have your address now. Like, I know where you are now. And this is like a woman who's 29 from like the Bronx. And I'm like, you need somebody like her who is, I mean, as nice as she is, she kind of laughed it off. Like, yeah, this is what happens. But you need someone who's really going to be like, yeah, I'm going to keep going. She is like, yeah, she is that kind of person. Because she's just so charismatic and likable and like, and willing to be like no these are my principles i'm not going to waver from them which is what you need and then and sadly also what you need is a per- i mean i not yeah never mind yeah I, sadly I what, what saying, you need yeah. is a person who's like pretty you can't bring something against them like yeah. they have to be like unblemished mm-hmm. yeah. you know and that was the whole thing with with mlk is that that's why the that's why the fbi was listening in on all of their phone calls because they were trying constantly with all of these leaders mm-hmm. were constantly trying to find something to tarnish their image, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could even argue that maybe the same thing happened with uh, Elijah Muhammad, right? Like they found yeah. something to tarnish his image. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing that was happening with him that with that they get into this movie is that the nation of Islam, the 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 leadership was also afraid of Malcolm X. They were jealous of Malcolm X. They didn't want him to take over the party, mm-hmm. as it were, and they felt like he was because his profile was getting so big. And so there was like a power-hungry kind of thing mm-hmm. there that was just like mm-hmm. so sad. It's like that kind of thing where... And 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 it's so... It, for me, it was so interesting to watch because at least the way that Spike portrayed him, you see this dude, and, I, and I'm sure he had his own problems and... And clearly he was like raised in a very patriarchal society. So like the way that he treated his wife maybe wasn't the best, though she was with him and and loved him. And like they had a partnership that like seemed to work, you know. Um, But he was like, he actually believed and did the thing. Like he Mm -hmm. wasn't a hypocrite. Like he did the things that he said he was going to do, you know, whereas these other people weren't doing that. They weren't actually living up to the standard that they were setting for everyone else, which mm-hmm. is, uh, ironically, uh, not maybe or coincidentally, something that Jesus also talked about too, of being like the Pharisees and Sadducees would yeah. be like, "You guys aren't living. You're putting this yoke, heavy yoke, on people, and you're a burden on them, and you aren't living up to the burden that you're putting on them, <laughs> which is you're a hypocrite and it's not fair." And like to see Malcolm like start to be disillusioned and realize. Mm-hmm. maybe he's like wait a minute like am i the only one who is actually like believes in this stuff like mm-hmm. you guys said it wasn't a ruse you said this wasn't fake and now i'm like learning that y'all y'all are like wavering on your beliefs because of blah 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 blah, blah. like you're like taking money you're you know sleeping with these girls you're fornicating you know they'd be like oh you're sleeping with these girls who aren't your wife you know you're not paying them child support would they have your kids you're like sweeping them under the rug like, all this stuff um and that, that is so, I think that happens to us as human beings when we see our leaders, you know, 
they're they're not the people that we want them to be. Mm-hmm. It's this it's it's such a hard thing because it's like of course they can't be. They're human beings, right? You know, yeah. I mean, and at the same time, we need people to look up to to lead. You know, yeah. because we just I, I don't whatever. There's something innately in us that is like, you know, when you have somebody that powerful who is, represents so much, you know, you kind of put everything yeah. behind them. I mean, yeah. things, I think I think nowadays you. Can, I hate to say it, but because of our president, I feel you can get away with someone who isn't perfect. They just have to admit it early. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like yeah, if, right. if someone has a, like if someone was like addicted to alcohol or something like that, I think we are more understanding as long as the world isn't blindsided by it, where mm. it's like, oh, what is this? It's like, no, 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 no. I never said I was perfect. These are the things I've dealt with, but this is how I've overcome it. And I think now we're in a position where, yeah. I think we talked about this on the podcast before, John, where it's like, when are we allowed to grow as people? You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I think you can do that nowadays. It's just interesting watching this movie where this man who was trying to help, this is my theory, a man who was trying to do a lot for African-Americans in the day where he wasn't seen as radical as he once was is when people started to turn. Whether it was a nation of Islam being jealous of his power or whether it was people who thought he got soft you know, the fact that at one point in time, this man, he could control hundreds of people with a hand, right? Mm-hmm. But then towards the end of his life, he was assassinated with no one around him. Like mm-hmm. in theory, like the beauty of the, not the beauty, but the beauty of that shot of him before he goes to give his last speech is that they show him in the mirror by himself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he is, right. he's by himself, he's older. It's almost like he's and alone. And he kind of like, he's like turning people, his family, he knows his family's there in the front row. Mm-hmm. It's like there are still people who are very loyal and dedicated to him, but it's taken a toll. Like this whole thing is clearly, he's at this point, he's only 39 years old, but the man looks like he's 60, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. he feels like he's 60 because he's mm-hmm. he's lived so many years and there's so much weight placed upon him. And there is a part of him, at least it, that's represented in the movie, that he's like, he's almost not given up, but like refused to like try to survive. You know, like yeah. he's not like looking out for his survival. He's it, it's almost like he. I mean, they literally have him say in the script. They have him say like, "It's a time for martyrs," right? Yeah. Like he says mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's a time for yeah. martyrs. He's like, "It's a time for martyrs," and like, and there have been assassinations. Like JFK was already assassinated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I imagine. I feel like there's another person who was like not Med, as big. Ned Gravers by by then. Yeah, I feel so. Right? I feel like yeah. And, he yeah, mentions. and and King is still around, but obviously he will soon be assassinated, and Robert Kennedy will be assassinated. And it's like, it's like these. They were trying to take these people down so long through so many different means, you know. Um, because what what you'll never see is like all of like <laughs> Wendell Pierce being like, get your hand in my pocket. God, I mean, Pierce. like that's such a scary thing. But like to me, I was like, oh, this like kind of shows how they take people and they put them into the organizations that they're trying to, you know, bring down and they just cause disruption and mm-hmm. they cause like these a lot. And who knows, who knows how much of if, if, if the CIA, or the FBI, like, infiltrated the nation of islam Mm -hmm. but it's but given the fact that they were doing that with literally every other organization it's you know 
it's just reasonable to think they did that within the Nation of Islam too. Who knows how much they turned them against Malcolm X or whatever. Mm. And my other thing was like, I was saying this to my friend Jesse last night. I was like, even if this, even if the government had nothing to do with the assassination, if they knew about it and didn't do do anything, yeah. isn't that the same thing? Yeah, it you is. almost feel yeah, like they is. had to. They had to have known. And about how it. could they not have? They were so on. The, the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they had to have known. They, you know, they're tapping all of their phones. Like, yeah. they're tapping all their phones. They're like covered. Like, they put so much resources into all of these like black activists. Like, it, it, it's like there was a certain point where the FBI like, cared about nothing except for like <laughs> the civil rights leaders. They yeah. were just trying to bring them all down. Mm-hmm. But, uh, is, but isn't that, but it, what you just said, isn't that some crazy shit? Is that you legit had I mean, it's the United wild. States government taking out, <laughs> taking out black leaders where to this day, I'm bringing up as many times as I got to, to this day, the KKK still exists. Yeah. To, to this day, David Duke is still talking. Like he was yeah. talking this year, I mean last year when um, right. uh, Black Classic came out. He is fine. He is fine, but yet the FBI and other people have literally, uh, yo, say what you want to say. They fucking assassinated the Black Panthers, yo. You call yeah. it what you want. Like you, 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 like you just gonna run up to somebody's house and like everyone ended up dead and there's no footage of what happened. Come on, cuz. Oh yeah, Undenied. I mean, like they were just. Come on, cuz. they were just in Mecca with him. Like, like they were yeah. just there for no, just hanging out, watching every move, like. Yeah, listening to every you know, it feels very much like a well. We'll just let them, we'll let them kill themselves. It'll be fine. We won't. There's one thing I will say though. This movie proves I will never trust Gus ever. <laughs> I will never trust that man. I won't. <laughs> for real, for think about it, at the end of the movie, he's just sitting there in what the crowd. For real, for real. What? I'm never trusting that dude. For what? what? I, lo- I loved his performance in this movie though, because he's just like he shoots, and then he gets like tackled like three different times, like yeah. full scale, like whoa, like and, falling and, down the stairs, and gets like shot in a leg, like it's yeah. a shot in a leg or whatever. And then at the end, like everybody's on top of him, like uh, about to tear him apart, and you just see him like ah, yeah, <laughs> it's he's just like ah. <laughs> it's great. Yo, I would never trust him. In. Also, was so sad about honestly, was very sad about Mar- I mean, uh, Malcolm X's death. Is that? To me, it's like how he died and in the manner that he died. Yeah. Is that he assassinated again in front of his kids and his wife. But also, it wasn't like a shot. And that's the thing. In real life, it wasn't just one shot. Mm-hmm. Not saying like one shot is better than, what was it, 10 or 12 that he actually ended up getting? Too many. It's like he was shot with a shotgun at close range. <laughs> cool. My man is clearly dead. Mm-hmm. But the fact that these people still, with his wife running up to him, you know what I'm saying, still continue to shoot this man as he's dying. Like, what type of concern does that say over a, a human? You know what I mean? Uh Gosh, you know. Um, I was looking into it because I didn't know that I didn't know the nuances of it. But um, so they catch they catch Gus, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, on paper they arrest two other dudes. Um, but according to Gus's testimony, like those two dudes were not involved in it, and he actually planned it with four other people. So what I like about this, what I like about the movie is the movie takes the movie ultimately takes that testimony as truth. Hmm. You know, cuz the movie shows him with with four other people and but but on paper like there were three people involved and those three people went to jail and served right. life sentences oh. in jail. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. 
That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. God, did I, did I realize that we were, we're, we're recording this? Like a couple of days after. Yeah, that. yeah, it's, the, yeah. it's around the anniversary, yeah. Oh, man, I didn't even recognize that till right now. Yeah. Well, uh, can, I, can I just... Can 21 I just, gunshots. Like, what? come on, man. Like, what? An unarmed man? 21 gunshots? <sighs> you know, get, uh, are we good? Can I, can I just say one quick yeah. thing to Hollywood yes, real quick? Can. I mean, I'm, I'm really saying this for the Oscars, the Academy, because clearly the, the, you know, the wars are upon us. Like, we're, we're, we're recording this the morning of the Oscars in Hollywood, which is very interesting. Uh, we're at another crossroads where, um, Spike Lee is up against another feel good white movie. Oh my God. <laughs> right? He is. He's up against another feel good white movie. Um, and to me, I'm just very curious for Hollywood to actually be fair. And by that, I mean, I know they've been trying to do all these diversity uh, initiatives. They're trying to skew younger to get more people to watch. But in my mind, it's like, just represent the world that we currently live in. Not asking anything extra, not anything more. Is like if we keep keep perpetuating these movies where there's like a race related movie where we see it through a white person and that oh man it's not that bad we have fixed race I don't think that will help us as a society move forward. Now to me my pitch for Black Klansman is that hey this movie happened went took place in what the seventies the seventies I believe mm. not too long ago most of the parties still exist and are alive and what this movie would tell you is that hey we even even in liberal like quote-unquote, woke accepting Hollywood can accept the fact that, hey, race relations in America wasn't that good. And the bad guy in those race relations were maybe white people who still exist today. And I think that is the hardest part when it comes to acknowledging race in America is that, yo, again, your grandma might be racist. You know what I'm saying? Your granddad might be racist. Your dad might be racist. Again, I remember going to um, the South with my grandfather when he was still alive and there were people he could point out. He was like, oh, I'm friends with this person now. But when we were younger, we were on opposite sides. You know what I mean? Like, there are people who, yo, some people still alive were hosing down other people. You know what I mean? Like, that is not that long ago. So to me, it's like, if we can at least get to Hollywood, we're a place that, like, if you look at the far right, they say, oh, they're so soft. They're so, they're so whatever. And I don't believe Hollywood as, is as accepting as they claim to be. I just don't. And to me, the Oscars, their biggest award, we have African-Americans, Latinas, women who be like, fuck this award show because it's not accepting. It is not open to all of us. So to me, it's like, be who you claim to be. Be open to everybody. Make it so that if I'm a black person, I can watch this goddamn award show and not feel like I'm being shut out because we're black and we're telling a story that maybe white people don't relate to. Mm -hmm. So again, be better, Hollywood. Yeah. I know you're feeling good about yourself. I know you're probably patting yourself on the back because Black Panther's nominated and Black Klansman, but I swear to goodness, if Green Book wins this... <laughs> what, if, what if Black Panther wins, though? 
I mean, if Black Panther wins, honestly, I don't know what I would feel inside. I don't know. What I, 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 I honestly, I don't know. I I think I would because the world has been what it was. I would question it. I would be like, yo. What? I don't know what I'd do. You would be, like, be that sketch that we saw. Yes. Yeah, we would. I'd be like, yeah, what What the fuck is this? Because think about it. When did we ever, not when we ever, but the mere fact that black people can watch a court case where a cop does something wrong, and when a cop actually, when there's proof, when there's evidence, when there's video, and a cop finally gets indicted, we're like, oh, shit, we got one. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's excitement because we have literally been shortchanged so much in history that a little bit of hope is like, is this real? Oh, they talked about that movie too, but remember when he like, they, uh, well, there's two scenes. One where Joe Lewis wins again and they're like celebrating. <sighs> Great scene. But then there, there's also the scene where they're like, Jackie Robinson just got into the major leagues. And he's like, all right, all right. That's awesome. And he's like, do you think that's something? And he's yeah. like, I mean, yeah, it's something. And he's like, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but it's like, like, yeah, they'll give you a little bit. Like, <laughs> but that's, but that's the thing is like, it's a little bit. And, it, and that's the hard part where it's like, but you need the little bit, though. We, I don't know. It's, it's a weird feeling of like, yeah, you want to be happy for the little things because you need them. But it's also like, is this it? Is this like what? I don't know. I mean, it's it's all it's all perspective, right? Because he was there. He was right there celebrating for Joe Lou. He was so pumped about that, and that you know, and and that's the Martin Luther King like, let's do the laws little by little, blah blah blah. And but then by the time we get to Jackie Robinson, he's like, no, <laughs> like we need more than this. We need more, you know. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Jackie went through some crazy. And then even to 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 Gerard's point, just something I've been thinking in the back of my head is like uh, about the people that were hosing people down still being alive today. Like Gus, well, the person that Gus was playing in the movie was released from jail in 2010. Like, wait, say that again. Gus is Gus. Oh, the guy, oh, the really? guy, the actual, yeah, was released from jail in 2010. Wait, how did he get released? He killed somebody. The, well, well you, serve your life, you serve your life sentences. You don't always so life, serve a, life sentences. Oh, wow. Like is yeah, oh. yeah. Um, so usually, it's something like twenty. Your whole life. It's, it's like, like twenty five or thirty five years to life, and then if you like on good behavior, you get out on parole. Oh. And the other two guys who who I who at least according to Gus's testimony and their own testimonies did not have anything to do with it. They were both released in like the eighties and maybe eighties and maybe nineties. But but Gus Gus just got out in twenty ten. So these. You know, I don't know if they're all still alive, but like that's recent. Yeah. Like that's, you know, yeah. these pe certainly people that were alive then are still it. alive now. Damn. Yeah, certainly had a lot. Of, yeah. Wow. Well. All right. Okay. Well, it's yeah. time for the cause. Yeah. Like. Oh, that is officially being rebooted. Oh What's yeah. That? What do you say now? You, you say? You've won. I have no bit. Anymore. What did you just say? You've won. Oh, that is officially being rebooted. So is you have official. It it's is officially being rebooted. It's going to be on Nickelodeon. It's going to be on Nickelodeon. It's Keenan and Kel involved. Keenan is definitely involved as an executive producer, and Kel is going to come back. They've said. Well, I saw a video. It's so funny. Kel, I mean, he's tweeting about yeah, it. Yeah, Kel posted a video. Kel is tweeting like, about it now. Kel posted an Instagram of like, "Yo, it's official. We back." And he moves the camera, and it's and it's Keenan, and he's what? like, "Yeah, we in oh, it." I haven't even seen that video. Have you not yet. seen it? I got to go to. I'm gonna look at it as soon as we he's get like, off. We in All it. right, uh, <laughs> it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we think it fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. If we think it somewhat helps the cause, we give it a white palm. If we think, man, I don't know if this movie helped the cause, we don't give it anything. On the count of three, we're gonna raise up our rating. One, two.
All right. Three, James, well, James, technically James, four black fists. Hell yeah, four James, black fists in this bitch. Okay, calm down. Uh, <laughs> James. <laughs> four black fists. All right. Oh, I, I don't know why you're cursing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he's so. Sorry, I got excited. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, do we have that explain? There's nothing to no, say. I, I, I mean, watch it and you will see it. Like, watch it and you will see it. If you don't know, now you know. Brother. Does that work? <laughs> no, I don't know if that was but 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 Man, honestly, I, is I, it, it like I know we've idolized these I, they did become martyrs, right? And like when people get assassinated, they, they don't get to live out the rest of their lives. And like they they do get cemented in this glory that like it's hard for living people to live up to to like actually hold a candle to. So there is a part of me that realizes that and I'm just like and I'm just like I'm like trying to to know that and and still figure out like are do we have these leaders today that like we should be paying a little bit more attention to? i don't know mm-hmm. i guess colin kaepernick is like i i totally hear that like you have like sean king who like is very vocally active on social media i have a problem media. with sean king though okay i totally understand that sorry, sorry. I, I totally get like, that like sean king <laughs> this is my this is my and it's not the not i'm sorry not, not to take it over this, it's interesting because it is a thing where nowadays I don't know how you do the same activism. Whereas like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X didn't have the social media thing. Whereas like Sean King can be either seen as someone who's making you aware of the the hurt, the physical hurt and damages that are happening to black people, or it can be seen as somebody who is not showcasing it. But like my man will post, he will be. I mean, he will post some very hard things to Graphic look at, stuff, yeah. and it's like, ah, man, is this helpful or is it distance? Like, I, it, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, like, I like I that dude. started getting upset when I realized that, like, unarmed black person was, like, a trendy topic. Right. Like, like when, yeah. that, when it hit me that, like, it was, like, like yes, this is, like, Boys in the Hood, he says it. Like, this stuff happens all the time in the hood. Why are there no cameras here, right? Now, it's, like, if that ever happens, uh, it's a new story. Like, uh, uh, right. uh, put it up, uh, front page, uh, right? And, like, right. and then that... It's a it's a it's a weird line, and you know, but it's like, but I feel like you have to. I don't know how I feel about Sean King, but it's like right. to some extent, it's like, well, I I at least respect like the effort to put it forth. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Maybe it's also just the lack of like actionable. Uh, what are the actionable things? Like we have the movements, we have Black Lives Matter, we have the protests, we have the hashtags. Um. Do you have people like, you know, you have people like Killer Mike too, who's like an yeah, yeah. interesting kind of voice a, in it. He's a Netflix show too now, so now he's a Netflix show. Um, but uh, and then of course you have like the politicians like Obama and like Cory Booker and Kamala Harris and like that's like complicated, like because like the idea of like central centrist Democrats and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's interesting, man. It's like I don't. I, I don't know because we all feel it and we're all doing something about it, but it's like, I wonder if that's just like, a, 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 I don't know, maybe it wasn't as united. It, I mean, we know it wasn't united then. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah. it's, it's, I just think about that. Yeah, I just I, like, no. why? We're like, oh man, it looks so cool. Like, do we, uh, yeah. Yeah, you bike for I mean, like, cool. you know, I right. wish more people saw it so they could actually understand like what Malcolm X was about and how he ended, but. Yeah, like people won't do that, so I won't even suggest it. <laughs> no, I'm sure people will. Uh, uh, let's see. We'll listen to this podcast. So, 
thank you for listening. Yep. Um, excuse me. You can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website where you can find links to our merchandise uh, uh, provided by T Public. Uh, we got, you know, hoodies and shirts and yes. phone cases. It's like some good stuff there. Um, and if you also go to our website, you could see our Patreon link. Uh, we do have a Patreon. Please, uh, if you love this show, you like supporting, subscribe to that. We got uh, new episodes. We have a review of Bird Box there. That's exclusive Ugh. for our Patreon listeners. We have a review of The Help. Uh, you know we go in on that. Uh, and uh, we are actually going to be throwing up a little uh, Oscars review uh, up there soon. So head on over to that. It's just $5 a month. Uh, Patreon.com slash BMCJ. Uh, you can uh, follow me at John Braylock on Twitter and Instagram, guys. You can follow me at Gerard Milligan. That's at Gerard Milligan. If you rate at Gerard Milligan. If you rate review us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Uh, we will read your review on the air. Uh, this one is <laughs> this one is by Sweet Attitude uh, with the two. Uh, how did The Rock have a blue-eyed daughter? Yo, brother, how? <laughs> Questions that need answers. I'm still laughing. Absolutely love this pod. These guys are too cute, but more importantly, they're able to juggle being entertaining opinionated and informative all at the same time they really underline how small black hollywood can really be and uh how small black hollywood can really be and emphasize the need for diversity in our favorite visual mediums on the flip side they're hilarious too i especially love the hancock tie-ins hashtag team james the third what is happening recently people are losing it all right i'm gonna read one more oh this one's too long i'll read it next week uh, I'll read this one by Dell 2017. Recently discovered and definitely enjoy. I've started listening to this podcast and have listened to a few episodes out of order. It's really interesting listening to their perspectives and how they discuss the movies. I'm concerned about the Keenan and Kel obsession, though. Like, an intervention might be necessary. You know what? That was good. Honestly, you're right. Yeah, I feel you. We get it. No, no, no. That That's not Keenan and right. Kel, though. Okay. All right. Uh... And uh, we haven't really decided what we're going to review for next week, have we? No. Also, wait, can we make this commitment? Are we going to review uh, Captain Marvel for Patreon? Oh, we should. Oh, yeah, we definitely should. Okay. We should. We should. All wait, right, that's another reason to get a Patreon. Wait, are we doing a video for the Oscars too? I said that. Oh, you already said that? Yeah. I'd be zoning out. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Sorry we don't have the next week episode. Re- we like to keep up. you on your toes, baby. <laughs> see you next week. Peace. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.